Welcome to the Buzz Pod, a monthly podcast produced by the Birch Bay Chamber of Commerce. This program is made possible by Blaine Birch Bay Park and Recreation District 2, Banner Bank, Silver Reef Casino Resort, Loomis Trail Golf Course, Phillips 66 Ferndale Refinery. Here's your host, Sasha Sanguinetti. In this month's episode, we talk painting and drinking with local artist Doug Parent. Stick around for that. He hosts Peyton Drink at the Beach Bar on select Wednesdays. Also joining us, Guy Grosso, or is it Grosso? Just one of the many topics I discuss with the president and CEO of the Bellingham Regional Chamber of Commerce. And we recognize our member of the month. This is the March 2022 Birch Bay Buzz Pod. The natural beauty and recreation in this northwest corner of Whatcom County make it a great place to live and play. The Blaine Birch Bay Park and Recreation District 2 is your local source for fun. Play pickleball, the fastest growing sport in the world. Go to bbbparkandrec.org for pickleball events this summer. Blaine Birch Bay Park and Recreation District is a proud partner of the Chamber of Commerce in providing special events for the community. Blaine Birch Bay Park and Recreation, where the fun happens. Who knew it was so difficult to find the right bank? I know. It's so confusing. <gasps> so it's of uncertainty. And checking out your banking options? Oh, sounds overwhelming. Enough! With Banner Bank, it's easy to manage your finances and help us here when you need it. Be gone, Cloud! Oh! Wait, 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 wait! Ah! Thanks, Thanks, Banner, Banner Bank. Bank. Woohoo! Yeah! Built for action. Built for banking. Banner Bank. Member FDIC. Here's the buzz in Birch Bay. March. It's one of my favorite months of the year. We see the first blooms of early spring, the weather warms slightly, and the ramp up to the big summer season really kicks into gear. This March, we're not only coming out of a harsh winter weather season, but it also appears we may finally be emerging from what has been for many a nightmarish two years. There is definitely room for cautious optimism and excitement. We are indeed planning a full-fledged event season this summer with family-friendly entertainment and activities. You know, similar to what we saw all the way back in 2019. Look for the Kite Festival, Sand Sculpture Competition, Rollback Car Show, National Night Out, Discover Days, Trick or Treat on the Berm, and of course, the Ring of Fire and Hope and Polar Bear Plunge to put an exclamation point on the year. Those events and more are currently being planned and developed. Stay tuned for updates. With that said, it's time for the monthly plea for volunteers. We're currently looking for community members who would be interested in helping with our events this summer. It's a fun way to give back to the Birch Bay community. Call us here at the Chamber office and get in on the list, or you can always drop me an email. My email address is sasha at birchbaychamber.com. That's Sasha spelled S-A-C-H-A. Thanks to all who have joined or renewed their chamber memberships for 2022. If you haven't yet done so, there's still time and we're ready to go to work for you. We not only push out your important business messages to many folks that stop into the Visitor Information Center and thousands that follow us on social media and through our weekly newsletter, but we also provide valuable business-to-business and business-to-consumer networking opportunities. We provide the options for additional promotion and exposure during our popular summer events, and we work in advocating for Birch Bay businesses and the community at the county and state level of government. 
We have produced and printed an annual report of our activity for 2021, and we encourage you to review that. They're available at the Visitor Information Center, 7900 Birch Bay Drive. Time now to recognize the Birch Bay Chamber of Commerce Member of the Month. This month, we recognize Bay Center Market as our Member of the Month. The Bay Center Market is a fixture that has served the Birch Bay community for well over 60 years. So much more than a grocery store, the Bay Center Market offers convenience items, souvenirs, even buckets and shovels to play with on the beach. We thank the Bay Center Market for their support of our community and the Birch Bay Chamber of Commerce. Immaculate Greens, unrivaled natural beauty, championship caliber conditions. Loomis Trail is the epitome of Northwest Gulf. With water in play on nearly every hole and tree-lined fairways, Loomis Trail provides a fantastic golf experience for those that want a challenge and those looking for a fun getaway. What round are you up for? Tee times available online at golfloomis.com. Start planning your perfect golf getaway today. What does your dream getaway have? Luxury hotel rooms, elegant suites, and relaxing spa? We've got that. World-class Wine Spectator Award-winning Steakhouse? We've got that. Washington's premier golf destination? We've got that. How about the newest slots, table games, and exciting promotions? Oh yeah, we've got those too. Visit Silver Reef Casino Resort and hit the getaway jackpot. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5 exit 260. We've got that. Now, more from the BuzzPod. Well, we're joined now by Doug Parent, and he is the host of Paint and Drink, a relatively new feature at the Beach Bar in Birch Bay. Doug, thanks for joining us, doing this on select Wednesdays. We'll call it every other Wednesday. So in the month of March, uh, March 9th and 23rd from 6 to 8, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, that's getting the cart a little bit ahead of the horse. Uh, who is Doug Parent? That's that's where I want to start. Okay, who is Doug Parent? That is a good question. I ask myself that occasionally. <laughs> like, who is this guy? You know what? Basically, I'm a I'm a guy that grew up as a little boy drawing, and just loved to do that. And I stayed with it my whole life. It's a part of me. I started painting. I studied art in college, and uh, I always always have had a place to paint and and uh, and, uh, and draw. And so in, in this part of my life, I'm, uh, I've been able to spend more time doing it. And I had this idea to do this paint and drink up here in, in Birch Bay, entering into the, the latter part of the fall and into the winter, thinking like, you know what, people need something to do and experience the joy of art that art brings to you in days where you might not feel too enthusiastic about looking out in that gray sky. And I'm, I was born in Seattle. I was raised as a little boy here. But, you know, you do, uh, there are those times when you need something else going on. So anyway, I came up with this idea, and Randall, uh, the owner, and I talked about it. And so he was uh, enthusiastic about it. So I put the package together, and we launched it. Uh, in January, the, we had one session, and then two in February, and so far uh, uh, we've had some great response to it, and people are excited about it. And what what my idea was to make it uh, particular to Birch Bay, and so what I'm doing is I'm doing paintings of Birch Bay, my original paintings, and then 
I take those to the to the event, and then uh, uh, the uh, people coming are exposed to a canvas, 16 inches by 20, and we go through the process of painting that painting. It's not exact stroke for stroke any of that. It's the idea, and the and to not any, have any fear to enter into that that zone of the unknown. And there's so many of the uh, folks that have have come never painted before and they didn't think they could do it and I think it can be intimidating and it can be intimidating I think that a lot of people in their lives they were intimidated when they were young possibly and told they could, they didn't have any talent for this or that by whoever and so like here we are as adults and you know we've got things we want to experience and do and maybe it's been in the back of your mind forever or you saw some something that inspired you so my my whole idea is to uh no fear. There's no mistakes. You get out there. You're with other painters. Other people are doing the same thing. You have that camaraderie and that joy. I'm saying I, I love this word joy because it describes the experience. And uh, you get to get brushes and paints and you mix it up and you see what your neighbor's doing. And then it's a two-hour event. And at the end of two hours, you go home with a painting. And it's acrylic paint. It's it's very flexible. It's easy to work with. You can take it home and go, I'm done with it completely. Or you could take it home and look at it and go, oh, I want to add a little bit more to this and that. And, and acrylics you can buy uh, very inexpensively. And maybe it will inspire somebody to start painting and, and pursue that. And, and, you know, in my life, I've always found that when you push open a door that maybe you're intimidated by, that, that light comes through. And it gets wider and wider and inspires you. And so, my whole my whole uh, you know purpose for this was was to do that and to inspire people. One of my pet peeves is hearing the phrase "I've always wanted to try that." Yeah. You know, we have a, a small window, and I think as we get older, we realize that window is getting smaller and smaller. So, you know, and and re, you know, uh, reality sometimes does put the brakes on things, but. Sometimes it's just an excuse as well. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I know. that you, you can't keep putting things off. I'll, I want to do this. I wanted to do that, but I didn't. And like before you know it, it's like, wow, 10 years have gone by or something. And we all, we all get older, and as we get older, we realize how precious time is, and you can't buy it. And you can do this and that in, in the world and make money and you have things, but you can't buy time. And so, like, you know, seize the moment. And, and just get out there and, and do it. That's the way I Art, painting, any kind of art really is, the beauty of it is, yeah, there's some rules, but there's really no rules. Is that a fair statement? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can, you can go to college, you can study painting, you can look at the master's works, you can take, you know, drawing, sculpture, painting, ceramics. You learn methods and means, but then it really it's, it's your own interpretation and what you feel comfortable with the media. And, and I, I like to think outside of the box. You know, I mean, in, in the world, we get boxed in a lot of times in whatever we're trying to, to do. And I don't like boxes. I want to feel free in my life to do what, I, what I, my heart pulls me desires. Our guest is Doug Parent. Paint and Drink at the Beach Bar again coming up every other Wednesday in March, March 9th and 23rd. Um, you mentioned this is something you wanted to do during the winter months. What's the vision extending beyond March? Yeah. Well, we're we've uh, we just launched this, and so we're we're seeing where it's going to go. 
and if people are uh, drawn to it and and uh, it goes in that direction, I'd like to keep it going. And the summer is a great time, of course, because we've got more people coming here, and uh, you've got the great weather. And so I'd like to just see if it, it propels itself, and and uh, we'll see see what happens down the line. You mentioned you drew as a kid. How different? Not I'm not talking quality. I'm talking about vision because you know our vision on the world changes so much from the time we're young until where we are now. Do you ever look back at some of that stuff you did as a kid, and is the vision the same, or how has it changed, or is that too loaded of a question even? Well, you know, as far as looking back on it, no, I don't. I mean, it's, I I don't think I could even find anything that very far back. I mean, in high school, I'm sure I got that, and and uh, really the, the whole thing about about the art and uh, that that inspiration of whatever draws you to, to put something down on paper. Um, it's always there. It's always been, that's what drew me to begin with, uh, not to crack yeah. a pun there, but, but, um, yeah, the, something, something about it drew me to draw. And, uh, and it's, that's still the case. I love to draw and I love to, and see where that takes me. And then I love to paint and, and, uh, pursue it, see where it goes. We could talk probably all day about how important art is, but there is one thing that I want, I do want to touch on with you, and that is, and we talked a little bit about this on the phone when we were talking about getting together and doing this interview, arts and humanities in education. And, you know, it always seems like that is the first thing that's taken away. And we've seen arts and culture bridge so many gaps, you know, uh, amongst our own society, across borders, so forth and so on. Bottom line is, is this is a very important thing. People having these creative outlets, it, it, when they don't, that's when trouble happens, right? Yeah. No, I, I, I applaud the, the school programs that the youth is the future of our country. You, we've always heard that when we were growing up. And when we were young, we kind of didn't pay a lot of attention to it. But th that is so true. And, uh, and so in our systems, uh, when they, the budget starts getting tight, it seems like those programs go out the window. But um, they are so powerful and so much a, a part of, our, of a culture and a powerful um, uh, forward movement in society and I mean you know like when you you look at the ancient art cave drawings I mean those those were ancient people drawing on rocks and they were telling a story about their culture their civilization and propelling propelling their people about you know what they're doing and, and that remains to, to be the same in this society and uh you know we have a whole different world now with computers and and how art is done and I applaud that too because it's a whole new direction. So, the the arts are so valuable. I mean, you know, not only visual, but uh, you know, music and theater and the spoken word and, and all the things that go on. And in in our our little towns across America, the the folks need to see their children doing that. And I, I applaud the high schools around here, the elementary schools that are doing. I know that uh, Blaine has got a great music program. They had it on the front page of the paper last week, I guess. And uh, so, you know, you can only benefit strongly from that. It's awesome. And it's never too early 
or too late to start. No, it's right. Yeah, even the youngest, uh, you know, try to get them ins- inspired and light a little fire. It's amazing. <laughs> Paint and drink with Doug Parent again at the Beach Bar uh, every other Wednesday night, six to eight. I imagine you maybe go. 805 you know you can get there early and uh kind of settle in and get a beverage and get something to eat and uh you know just have a, a relaxing time and get to meet some of your fellow uh you know painters and uh you get to meet people you've never met and share stories and get inspired and it's it's been nothing but positive and so i'm look like for i look forward to the future and it's your chance to give your perspective on this beautiful place that we live yeah. in through art form. Again, March 9th and 23rd in the month of March. Be sure and follow along on the Beach Facebook page for Paint and Drink with Doug Parent. The Buzz Pod. Well, we're visiting with Guy from the Bellingham Chamber of Commerce. He's the president and CEO. And I specifically said Guy because I have to say, with the last name of Sanguinetti, it's kind of refreshing to be on the other end of this. <laughs> <laughs> pronunciation guy of your last sure name. yeah so guy Achigrasso uh is how i pronounce it if we were in italy it would be occhio grosso kind of like pinocchio like most people know how to say that it's the same the same six letters at the end of pinocchio or the first six letters of uh my last name yeah well i got one up on you at least you have an easy name like guy right <laughs> right yes yes yeah like Mom and dad were, were intentional with that, with that nickname. So Guy, um, first of all, tell us a little bit about Guy, uh, Accio Grosso. Um, I know you've been in the area and with the Bellingham Chamber for quite some time, but your history in Whatcom County extends deeper than that. Yeah, absolutely. So as far as I am concerned, me, my history is, as I think relates to the importance of this conversation, is I have been in the local chamber industry for over 15 years now. So uh, March of this year, 2022, uh, I'll be here, Bellingham Regional Chamber as the president and CEO for eight years. And then prior to that, just prior to that, I was the executive director of the Ferndale Chamber of Commerce for seven and a half years. So as I said, 15 plus years building those relationships, understanding the nuances of this county um, and all of the, the individual little pockets within. You talk about the nuances of Whatcom County and, and probably Bellingham in particular, eight years. Well, as we've learned, a lot can happen over two years, over yeah. the last couple of years. But what are some of the biggest changes you've seen in Bellingham um, over the last eight years? Oh, I often describe what we do as chamber work, chamber world, for those of us that are employed in the industry, is it's rare that any of us start one of these organizations, or let's say maybe even rare that an organization or a community starts, right? Like we don't see that very much anymore. Um, Therefore, and let me say before I say the middle part, None of us want to end it, right? None of us want to say, all right, our community is done. We're over, moving on. Let's close the door, last one out, right? Right. Um, And for those that have been around the area in a long time, back, I think it was the 70s, Boeing had that, or I think the the changes with Boeing, 
there were some of those billboards and some of that analogy. Last one out of Puget Sound, close the door type of thing. <clears throat> From a chamber perspective, none of us want to do that. Like as a chamber, we want to create or continue a community, great community to live, work, learn, and play, right? Like that's our goal as a chamber. So we don't want to lose. We don't want to fail. And most of us don't ever get to start it. So long-winded point to the story is kind of like a relay race, right? Like all of us in the chamber world, we're running a relay. We've got the baton. We grabbed it from someone and we will give it to someone. And so I, I think that really, the, the responsibility, pressure, but also the opportunity to be innovative, that, that mix between innovative and sustainable, right? There's mm -hmm. this play there um, that, that we get to respond to the needs of our community. Like in functioning, that's what chambers do, right? Like we're problem solvers as well as we are that community booster, if you will. And we can pivot depending upon the needs of the given moment. And how Bellingham has changed in the last eight years or let's say the region in the last 15 years, we have a lot more influx of people, right? It was... Um, I have my, a part of my heart still sits in Ferndale, always will. Like mm -hmm. you don't give, you don't work at one of these uh, organizations and then just kind of write off the community. You might write off the organization if things go bad, but you never say, oh, I don't care about that community. And one of the things that Ferndale has is the old settlers, right? Like it's celebrating and showcasing the people and families that have been here for, I, I would say that, that settled pioneers into the community. Clearly they're starting, I think, to incorporate some of the, you know, like the Coast Salish peoples and they were here long before that. Um, but really kind of showcasing this, how long have you been here? Like when you attend Old Settlers, you register, like you, you did, and we'll get back to that in-person event again at some point, uh, but you were to register. How long have you been here? When did you move here? And over the last eight and 15 years, we've seen this incredible increase in people. Um, and I would say the diversity of thought, the diversity across all demographics that we're seeing, um, the, the world's getting smaller. And our little corner of that world, I would say is getting smaller, but also getting bigger in the essence. And especially over the last two years, when you think, um, the pandemic and as it relates to remote working, right? So we have seen this incredible influx of, uh, of people, new residents to our community. And that's exciting. There's a vitality that comes with that. There's an innovation that comes with that. And there's also this, again, this uncomfortable, this pain point of, ooh, my neighborhood's changing, which last time I checked, you know, like if you're not changing, you're dying. Um, exactly. and I, I think that's something that's really, um, you know, it's not like positive, positive is how you choose to look at that, right? Like we could spend all the show, we could spend 18 shows talking about the nuances of our housing supply challenges as a county. Um, but we can also look at the fact that, you know what, there's some really good benefits of having new people, new energy, new ideas 
into the mix because it's just going to make us a better community in the long run. Let, and let's go down that road. I mean, we can talk about the challenges, but quite frankly, it's been talked about ad nauseum and I'm sick <laughs> of talking about it and hearing about it. Sure. So Let's talk about some of the positive steps that are being taken and some of the things that you've seen uh, that, get, that, that make you excited uh, in Bellingham in tackling some of these challenges. I, and, I, and I realize some of these improvements and some of these positive steps can come at a glacial pace at times, it seems, but it always seems like there's efforts moving forward. Yeah. Um, gosh. And if you have to take time to think about it, I can edit out the long pause. No, no, I don't mind the long. I have no problem with long pauses. I get under, you know, in a podcast or radio format, you like dead air is bad. Right. Uh, But we need to celebrate the long pauses. I would much rather have a leader that takes three seconds or five seconds to compose themselves and think and understand what they're being asked versus one that just blurts out a talking point, right? Like, (laughs) <laughs> we, we, we have Twitter for the talking points, Yes, right? We have conversation and community dialogue for those important things. Um, unfortunately, um, it's really hard to see the positive things because we're, so, we're spending so much time fixing the problems. As I mentioned, as a chamber, we're problem solvers. That's what we do. And we are just exiting... I mean, I'm, I'm, again, hopeful speaking, exiting this pandemic. We're careful with that verbiage now, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, we, we really are, because I've stepped in that, but like, oh, we're going back. No, we're not. We're going, yeah. Anyway, um, there's so much to look forward to in that alone, right? If we look about the pandemic coming to an end and whether we're moving into this endemic scenario, um, things will get and feel more like they did in the past. Yeah, things are going to change and there's some excitement around that, right? Like if as chambers, we're first and foremost business proponents, right? Like that's our history. That's our identity. That's that's our membership is business. And so when we think about the opportunity that comes from disruption, businesses have always kind of birthed out of that. Like you have this big corporation that makes a misstep and they go down one way and the rest of the world pivots and goes the other way, then you have this opportunity for innovation. And so I think as we're kind of coming back in a robust, incredible economy, right? It's functionally, at least from an economic analysis perspective, think GDP, right? Is our economy burped? right? Like with the early days of the pandemic, there was this burp and then we're almost back on the same trend line that we were, which is fascinating and honestly a little bit scary with the fact that prior to the pandemic, we had, I think it was 10 or 11 years of positive GDP growth. Like economists couldn't see or predict the, the roadblock or the, the pit hole, right? The pothole. Um, no one saw the pandemic. Maybe Bill Gates saw the pandemic. I don't know. Right. You know, no economist is like, we're going to have this, you know, biological natural disaster happen. They knew that it would happen at some point. 
but they didn't know how. And then when you look back later, like post the emergency, if you will, and again, I'm gonna use that term very loosely and realizing that there are still some people, some entities that are still in emergency. Um, our economy, it's almost like nothing happened as far as the trend line goes, right? And so much in business is based on that trend line. So I think there's all this opportunity to, to happen. And so, especially as chambers, and this goes into really small lens perspective, is think about the new business births that are coming um, post-pandemic when things kind of open up. Uh, the, the financial resources are there. I mean, our economy is so good that inflation's going up, right? Like that's inherently a bad thing that happens to slow the economy down. Um, but what I think we'll see is as chambers, we're gonna have a lot of ribbon cuttings and grand openings uh, to celebrate over the next couple of years, because I think people, and especially combine that with, again, what is called this great recession, that people's values are changing. And I wanna be my own boss to, wow, I, I don't have a, gosh, I don't have a Cambodian restaurant. Mm -hmm. There's nowhere that I can go eat Cambodian food in Bellingham, Whatcom County, I'm gonna open that, right? And so businesses happen because of pain points such as that, or they happen because of convenience, or they happen because of, you know, people think that they can do it better. And all of that's good thing, right? Traditionally in rural communities, um, such as Birch Bay, uh -huh. and then Sumas. I would argue that a little bit, but I know where you're going with this. So I'm yes. Yeah. yeah, typically typically there's some reluctance to go into the big city of, of Bellingham or the county seat. Um, put your sales hat on a little bit. Why is now or why is this summer going to be a great time to come into Bellingham? To... To for, for like the smaller communities? Yes, yeah. I yeah. think this summer is going to be a great time for everybody to explore everywhere. Like right. be a, you know, be a tourist in your own town. And again, our, our title or our title, my title, <laughs> our organizational name is Bellingham Regional Chamber of Commerce. Functionally, we are the Bellingham Chamber, but Bellingham is so much bigger than our small, that our smaller cities. Perfect is we have taken on this regional approach, right? For us to have succeeded, we want Bellingham and Ferndale and Linden and Birch Bay to succeed, right? And especially in this framing it from the negative side of things, you know, like we exist as one community. Like you talk about people coming into Bellingham that may live in Birch Bay. Where do you go for general merchandise, right? Where do you go for a grocery store? You know, yes, Birch Bay does have a couple of grocery options, but my guess and assumption is a lot of people don't stick to just those couple of options. You go into Bellingham on a regular basis. You probably go into Costco on a regular basis. Um, and that's how we function as a county. So many of us live and work in separate communities. So I am taking on this regional approach of saying, we can all lift each other up. Like being a being a coastal community, I do love the the concept of rising tide raises all boats, right? And I think that's what success looks like. And I think especially coming out of the pandemic, 
like there are some great restaurants and breweries that have opened up uh, Blaine and Birch Bay over the last couple of years. And I think incorporating a general awareness and promotion of those things, like go be a tourist in Birch Bay, right? Go be a tourist in Linden. Go up to Mount Baker, even though a lot of people have probably spent time up at Mount Baker this, the last couple of years because you could do so by yourself and kind of in a lot of space. Uh, but what I hope to see is a revitalization of regional community where someone in Birch Bay can say, yeah, I've heard there's some really cool new restaurants downtown Bellingham. Let's go check them out. Let's go check them out, right? Um, and the same thing again, vice versa. And people may or may not know this, but we've been getting together as county chambers, um, you know, since the beginning of the pandemic, something that, that we really kind of stepped up uh, mm -hmm. at the start of the pandemic um, for support and ideas. Yeah. And, and it's something, though, that we look at continuing well past absolutely. the end of this pandemic for that very reason. No, absolutely. And um, you know, for those of us keeping track um, <laughs> over the last 15 years, and there's a couple of us that have been in the game since for almost 15 years, like Gary in Linden, the executive director of the Linden Chamber, uh, Rebecca, who's the executive director of Mount Baker Foothills Chamber. Um, and even, and I think she's kind of somewhat retired now, but Carol, who was the visitor center manager, not the chamber executive director uh, for the Blaine Chamber of Commerce. Like we've all been doing this for 15 years. Carol's pushing 20 something years now uh, being volunteer coordinator, visitor uh, info center manager. But prior to the pandemic, gosh, it would be good if we would, if we all would get together twice a year and is really intentional about it because um, there's no good day. And now that'll be interesting coming out of the pandemic, what that looks like. Um, and, you know, yeah, for a couple of years there, we met maybe twice a year. Uh, but now for, again, in a couple of weeks, it'll be, two years almost every week. I think we may have canceled four or five of them um, over the last two years. Two it's years just, that seemed like 20, right? <laughs> yeah, or, you know, seemed like, I was going to say three weeks. It seemed longer than three weeks now. But, yeah. you know, but yeah, like sometimes you're like two, two years and then yeah, 20 years is definitely more like it. Like what is, what is normal look like coming out of this? Exactly. And I think it just depends on your mood and perspective at the time that you say something. Totally. Like right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's so true for so many people's experiences too. Circling back to your um, analogy with carrying the baton, you said you've been carrying it in Bellingham for yeah. and regionally for eight years, mm -hmm. depending on when you hand off that baton, whether it's, and this is something you and I haven't talked about, but whether it's a, a couple of years from now or 20 years down the road. Yeah where do you want to be in the race? Have you thought about that? It's, it's kind of an odd. Well, I point. always want to be number one, right? right? Like I always want to be leading. And if you're, if you're, and I think race, it's not a competition, right? It's an effort. It's a, I have, I have a very high achievement orientation. So I also like, I want to be the best and I want to put in the work to make sure that I'm the best. 
Um, and I have no problem with everybody else being the best too. And I think that's the uniqueness of this scenario is in running that relay race, I'm not competing against Birch Bay. In fact, Birch Bay is part of my purview and I want Birch Bay to succeed too. Uh, success, and this is the uniqueness of an organization, right? Success comes, our boards get to define what success looks like, right? So to answer your question the way that I've probably answered that more often than not in the past is success for me is doing this for you know, 20, 30 years. I, I would hope to retire um, in this work, in this community, because this is my home, right? I am, you yourself are, you know, not from here. You have a diversified pathway that brought you here. Uh, I am originally from Louisiana, southwest corner of Louisiana, which will always be back home. That's just the southern thing, I think, and probably those that have relocated. But this is home. And so my goal is to do this work for years to come. I want my board to look at what we're accomplishing as an organization as success. I want myself to be fulfilled. I want as a membership organization, um, us to be successful and thriving. And if it all works out, success could mean like a really cool retirement party at the end. Right now, the, the details, and this, this is what's so exciting about, again, 15 plus years of doing this work. I've never had a Groundhog Day, right? Um, I often described, and this was much more true in Ferndale because so much of my role was programmatic delivery is, so let's say we're the fourth Monday, right? The fourth Monday is going to look so much different than the fourth Tuesday or the fourth Wednesday. Now, I would say that there's some similarities week to week, you know, like this Monday might be pretty similar to last Monday, maybe pretty similar to next Monday. And the way that we schedule our meetings, and this is historically not just chamber meetings, but meetings as, you know, government, uh, which again, we engage a lot of, they're usually the fourth whatever of the month, right? So that fourth Monday of, you know, February or March may look pretty close, may, may be fairly similar, but then framing it from, and again, this was more Ferndale and it's speaking, you know, for you at Birch Bay as kind of the events coordinator, events program coordinator, I'm not sure exactly what your title is. Um, the July year to year looks a lot similar than the July to August. Okay. Right. Because again, like, oh gosh, we're going to put this event on. And that's the benefit of having consistent staff. And that's the importance of your community and your business community supporting the chamber so you can keep staff. So you're not having to recreate the wheel. Like, how do we, how do we do? discover Birch Bay days again? Right. What's the process for the polar bear plunge? How do we do that? Well, there's a book, like every chamber has a book that has a manual, but I will tell you the, the investments in the people that are doing it year over year and a committed group of volunteers that love it 
that don't want to get paid. They want to check in. They want to get their checklist of things they need to do and then go on and do it, right? So luckily for me, part of what that success looks like is every day is a little different. Um, and by the time that following year comes around, I'm so exhausted. I can't remember two weeks ago, much less the next year. So it's like a shiny thing example, you know, right. kind of like it's the, that whole goldfish, you know, they have eight second memories kind of scenario. It's like, oh, yay, just working on something new. Yeah. Well, the goldfish might have a few seconds on me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Anymore, especially at the last two years. Absolutely. Because I'm tired of I'm tired of trying to remember what all the current restrictions are. Guy Grosso, president and CEO of the Bellingham Regional Chamber of Commerce. Guy, one I, I have to ask before we uh, end this discussion, the typewriter sitting on your desk. What's the story there? You have a really cool old typewriter sitting on the Yeah, so, so we're via Zoom. I hope I can say that. So yes. um, you are peering into uh, my office. So the typewriter was actually a gift uh, from my wife. Um, and I just love antique things, right? So unfortunately and fortunately, there's nothing um, particularly special about it. Um, I would say that early on in my wife and I's relationship was um, House of Cards, the, I think it was Netflix show, mm -hmm. and Underwood is, was the character's uh, surname. And so it's just kind of fun, right? Yes. A good memory. Next to it, again, if we're going through a little uh, history showcase, there's an antique inkwell. Is okay. the little glass thing sitting next to it. it? Yeah. And so that's really cool. Both of those were acquired by local or at local antique stores. And then we'll end it, even though I've got this really cool clock here <laughs> uh, that I'm not going to pick up and show you. But you can see the browned newspaper up there. There we go. Um, and that is, an, it's a page out of one of the precursors to the Bellingham Herald. Okay. It was, that page was printed, I think in 1905 or 1906. And uh, interestingly enough, some of the same talking points that we've shared today uh, are very much expressed in that uh, article in a much different language than uh, you and I use today. And so it's uh, still that sentiment of what chambers do, right? Like the programs may have changed, but the intention hasn't. And it's still very much that, you know, we need to welcome new people here. We need to support local when we can. And in that community booster, um, philosophy like don't don't be mean like don't be a jerk let's have a positive community um don't don't just rail against your community and i think that's government that's business that's overall like contribute more than you give complain less than you provide accolades to and if you're really that unhappy i'm sure another community would love to have Thanks to local artist Doug Parent and Bellingham Regional Chamber of Commerce President and CEO Guy Achiagrosso for joining us this month. Congratulations once again to Bay Center Market, our member of the month in March of 2022. 
I'd like to once again urge you to consider joining or renewing your chamber membership for 2022 if you haven't already done so. The chamber staff and board of directors were ready to go to work for you. It's affordable and your return on investment is substantial. Drop us a call, email, or message us with any questions you may have, and you can answer a lot of your questions simply by visiting our website, birchbaychamber.com. If you have any content ideas for future BuzzPod programs, I'd love to hear from you. You can drop me an email. Again, my email address is Sasha, spelled S-A-C-H-A, at birchbaychamber.com, or call the office, 360-371-5004. Thanks for listening to this month's episode of the Birch Bay Buzz Pod. Hey, spring's just around the corner. Get out and enjoy it. This has been the Buzz Pod, a monthly presentation of the Birch Bay Chamber of Commerce. 